Hello and welcome to the unofficial, unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My <laughs> name is Dan. I remembered that it's really early in the morning, like nearly 10 a.m., and I remembered my name. That's all I can do. I'm Sarah, and we're here to share the last week in women's professional cycling of all kinds. Um, I'm just laughing because Dan is awake early, and back in the <laughs> day when we first started doing this podcast, Dan would get up at about half past six or something to do it, and it was always very funny because for years and years I thought that he had a very, very deep voice, <laughs> but uh, it's only his morning voice, so I'm just <laughs> laughing at the, the return of Dan's morning voice. Hi, I'm Dan. I haven't had coffee yet. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. This effect will wear off over the course of the next hour. Yes. But, but... in the meantime, we will we'll catch you up on what's happened in women's cycling in the last week. We'll talk about what's coming up and um, we'll, you know, crack jokes and possibly swear a little bit. Oh, it's going to be great. And it's so exciting. There's been some really interesting developments in women's cycling. And this week is really fascinating because we're back at that time of year where you've got things like um, mountain bike, BMX, uh, road, you know, all at the same time. And we've yeah. just had the Parasycling Track World Champs and, and, and more road. And it's just, it feels like, wow, everything's going. And there are some really surprising news developments that have happened. So, you know, all in all, I'm, I'm quite excited about this. Yeah, it's been it's been quite a big week for the sort of, um, you know, I mean, obviously, as always at the moment in on the bike, but off the bike news has been just as just as um, captivating, shall we say? Let's say captivating. <laughs> captivating. I'm not sure captivating is the word I'd use. Um, where should we start? Should we start with road and do the um, and talk about the uh, Trofeo Fedro Binda and the Trofeo da Moreno? Because the tro- Trofeo da Moreno is one of kind of links to one of the one of the newsy newsy bits, doesn't it? It does. It does. So, all right. Well, in that case, let's um, let's talk Binda first. Now. I well, have... no, technically, technically, we should talk Moreno first because it did happen technically first. I know, okay. I know, but you have been. You just said that we'd do it the. Oh, <laughs> God, or, or did you? Is this just mourning me? Yeah, oh, this is shit. mourning you. I don't understand anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to meet Dan soon in real life, and I will probably see him in morning mode when he stays in my house. And I'll probably just be like, "Get up, kick, kick, kick. <laughs> come on! The day's day's running away with us. Get, get, kick, kicking down your bedroom door, going, come on, oh, move." God, every time. Okay, so yeah, look, um, I'm I'm heading to the UK soon. Sarah and I will meet for the first time in real life. It's going to be pretty exciting. <laughs> But every time I talk to Sarah about it, she threatens me with something new. So, so far, so far, with waking up to having my beard cut off, being led around by the beard, being forced to do tech support, and now being kicked awake. I... I I feel like there's a really good reason we live on opposite sides of the world. You're love it it's gonna be fantastic <laughs> i'm going to show you england that's what abusers always say you're gonna love being kicked awake <laughs> well if you don't want to be kicked away get, get up at a reasonable time yourself it's gonna be great anyway we're going to do our first ever live podcast i think as well um 
Dan claims he's not going to do my tech support, but I'm going. But you know, if we have to do ah. the podcast, <laughs> no, I'll bring a computer or something. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, so um, one <laughs> Let's talk Binder. Yes. So Trafalgar Alfredo Binder. It's a really long-standing race, and I really enjoyed it. So for years and years, Trafalgar. Binder and Revelgem were on at the spa, not years and years, because Revelgem's only run like four times or something. But when Revelgem started, it was at the same, you know, it's on the the same day as Binder, and they were trying and trying and trying and trying to get Binder to move so that they could be part of the World Cup. But then the world, and and, uh, Binder has moved. So this basically means that we have this amazing, fabulous weekend of Italian racing. It's Milano San Remo on the Saturday, yep. and then Trofeo Binder on the Sunday. It's like, oh, I can totally see an amazing holiday coming up in the future. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? It's um, yeah, it would be. It would be, well, amazing. Really, I mean, oh. Yeah. So See, Trafal- normally I say I want you in charge of the cycling calendar, and now I'm starting to think I want you in charge of just like the normal calendar. And then, <laughs> and then I have these, you know, flashbacks to all the horrible things you've threatened me with, and I don't want you in charge of anything. This is very <laughs> conflicting for me. No, but imagine, imagine what a great holiday that would be. I mean, I kind of feel like ne- this time next year I should be in northern Italy because that just seems like a perfect, perfect combination. <laughs> And just, Binder, it seems like where you belong, Northern Italy. Oh, it does, doesn't it? And um, well, <laughs> Binder is in Chitiglio, which is this this small town. It's it's Elisa Longo Borghini's home home hometown. Well, home area. Poor Elisa was sick, so couldn't race, and which must have been gutting because she won this in two thousand and thirteen. And it's a hilly race. It's it's lappy. It's hilly. It starts off with a small run in, then they do a lot a loop out of Chitiglio, then they do four laps of the. Um, of, of, of a hilly of, a, of this hilly little circuit with the Arono climb and really a nasty tough descent which um, is famous for having mattresses slapped to the uh, strapped to the side of the um, of the of yeah the, of the uh, descent yeah which you know is always a bad sign a good sign it's amazing <laughs> so yeah so and then one of the really exciting things is it starts off with Trofeo da Moreno which is a a junior women's race and this year it's a bit flatter normally i mean in last year the, the junior women just didn't do the running loop or the warm-up loop they just went hell for leather around these small laps yeah um this year they they kind of took pity on them bah 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 bad move but it was still a really exciting exciting race it was run by claudia caponi of france claudia caponi of france with Susanna anderson norwegian rider for viano fondrias second and latistia of Pat- Nuster, Italian rider in third. It was one out of a kind of a quite big group um, charging to the finish line, despite a couple of riders trying to escape. So yeah, fun times. Cool, cool. But yeah, it was um, it was yeah, it was a, it was a good race. <coughs> Excuse me, oh my Bless god, I'm you. so sorry. Wow. Hopefully Dan will edit that out. No, um, well you know, not now that I've laid blessings down. Everyone needs to hear me being nice. So. <laughs> So they started, but the interesting thing about Trofeo da Morena was like last week, suddenly people were going, oh yeah, this is the first race in the Women's Junior Nations Cup. Wait, hang on. Is that a thing? I... Well, I, I 
I, I don't know because one minute they were going, oh yeah, this is the first race, in the, and then suddenly Energy Wakato was going, oh yeah, you know, our race will be the third race in the Women's Junior Nations Cup. And it's like, wow, there's this thing that's happened that I've just, I mean, I completely missed it. I don't know whether it was actually announced when it was actually announced, but I completely managed to miss it. Um, I, I think, to be honest, it's probably a bit of a, an afterthought from the UCI. because. Yeah. Um, I mean, this, this is, I have to pose like a new Zen question. Like if a women's cycling thing happens and Sarah misses it, did it happen? <laughs> I mean, I don't catch everything. It's just, it is slightly unlikely. Um, I, because I also get the UCI press releases in yeah. my inbox. I didn't get yeah. one of these. So, yeah. So the other interesting thing is, is I got shown the which is all on our site, prowomenscycling.com, uh, uh, the, the thing that the UCI sent out to racers saying, hey, do you want to, do you want to be in the Nations Cup this year? Yeah. Which they've sent out very recently, like very, very recently, like in the last couple of weeks. So, so at the moment, it's got like a couple of the continental champs, some of which have already happened without being in the Nations Cup. It's got Trofeo da Moreno, Hent with Elgem, with Elgem uh, Junior Race, uh, Energy Walker Tour, yep. Junior Race, and the Alan Steiner Red Spotage Junior Race, and yeah, okay, plus the European Championships, plus the World Championships, right, right, plus, and they plus they, random races that get 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 added as as we go on, because obviously this was a thing that was clearly planned out in detail, well in advance. Well, I don't know what I think about this because on the one hand, you know, maybe it would have been better for them to because one the interesting thing is is that. Up until this year, so so last year there was only one UCI level junior race, which was Trofeo da Moreno, and this year they've added, you know, Hint with Wevelgem and uh, Energy Wacht and Auensteiner, which is great, you know, great. It's really good to have, you know, they have a ju- Nations Cup for the junior men. It's just and the under twenty three men have lot have competition, so it's a really good, it's a good thing mm. to have. And, you know, maybe once they get some more junior racing, they'll start looking at under 23 racing too. And, you know, so it's not a bad, it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's a, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm completely torn. I don't know yeah. whether it's best, best, whether it's just like, yeah, whatever. Good that it's here. The real start's going to be next year. But, you know, why not just slap it on this year? Or whether I'm just like grumpy. I, I think, <laughs> I'm, I think I'll go, I'll go glass half full. What do you think? <laughs> I think glass half full means you're both. (laughs) Happy it exists and grumpy. (laughs) No, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I just feel like it works better than glass half empty. I just, I feel like it's, it's an interesting thing. Like I, I, I'm really, really happy that they've got this, you know, the races are great. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, obviously, teams and riders won't be able to go for it in a big way because you know it's very, very, very new. Like it's yeah. taken everyone by surprise. So there aren't that many. So when you look at the teams that are, there's not that much crossover. I don't think between um, between Sunday's race and and the Moreno because Trofeo da Moreno is mostly Italian teams with some Lithuanians and some Russians and stuff like that mostly, and then. Uh, then, then the Gentwevelgem uh, Energy Water as you know national teams and and yeah. you know very much the Belgian Dutch side. Yes. yes. 
but yeah, and I mean, obviously with junior junior women, there's obviously the issue of schooling. So you know, there's there's taking taking time out to do to do school. It's it's a lot easier to to do um, to race Ghent, to to race Kent Revel again when it's in the Easter holidays. Yes, yeah, true, <laughs> true. So, so yeah, yeah, a lot of considerations there. But I mean, I, I mean, I guess you're right though. I mean, even if it is sort of uh, they've slapped it on and it was you know meant to actually be done properly next year or something like that, like it's good that there's. I mean, at the very least, it signals that there's intent to to pay attention to that that aspect of women's racing as well, which is important. Yeah. Yeah, and they're, and they're, you know when you read the kind of guidelines guidelines they're they're not they're, they're, they've kind of like oh avoided we don't have to do all of this stuff you know you don't have to have the branding you don't you know the the, the cost hmm. of entry is very cheap yeah. very low and I think that's a really important thing so you know and I mean obviously more junior races the better I'm I think it's really I was surprised that not more national teams and not more teams were racing uh, Trofeo da Moreno because it's a wonderful race and it's you know it's same day same roads as the elites and yeah. energy water is but Hentwevelgem isn't so when they ride that on Sunday there's an under 17 girls race fantastic an under 19 girls race really really good but it's a lap race that's not like on the actual course yeah yeah I mean Ghent Revel game, they've got like seven races happening at the same time. Actually, no, they've got seven major races happening at the same time. And then they've got they've got like some more younger races, young younger rider races as well. Yep, yep. So it's it's you know, it it's an impressive thing, but you know, this is this is literally same same loop, you know, and, and for riders who want to be um in you know, who want to be in the uh in the future you know racing in the future racing there in the mm. future they've, they've got this like chance to actually try that loop try that tricky descent try those corners you know exactly awesome. and and you know as you've mentioned before that whole thing of rubbing shoulders with your your heroes and realizing that you're actually a bit of a contemporary and all of that sort of stuff is yeah. you know there's 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 a lot of um you know intangible value there that that is hard to to say what it's worth but is definitely definitely a major contribution and uh, particularly from the point of view of you know ultimately i believe that any such um program has to be you know obviously about developing more secure pathways into the elite and professional ranks and so it is all about you know, number of races, quality of races, ease of entry, um, and and structure that supports all that sort of stuff. So, you know, I, I like you say, you know, I want to be glass half full. Yeah. You know, I, I just want awesome. it to be half full of happy and half full of beer. <laughs> Not at this time of the morning, Daniel. I know it's a, I know it's like a, hot, a public holiday where you are, but yeah, no. Look, it's nearly it's nearly ten a.m. So. Here I am being all, all all generous about oh poor Dan having to get up so early. <laughs> <laughs> so um uh, so we start off with Trofeo da Morena, which is awesome, and then we go into Binda, and it was quite unusual because it was a sunny day, and and it's been quite a sunny set of classic. It's it's been unseasonably sunny this classic season, and so the races aren't as hard. And I mean, when you know normally you're like. You know, it's freezing cold, shivery, shivery, horrible hell, you yeah. know, pounding rain, 
diagonal rain, you know, can't yeah, you know, yeah. wiping off your glasses because you can't, you know, needing windscreen wipers on your glasses, you know, awful freezing cold wind that whips through you. And all the classic stars are just grinning because they love it. So it's been quite, I mean, I kind of like, like, oh, you know, I have to remind myself every now and again that it's not like it, it, it's easier this year. Ah. <laughs> you know, like that. You know that year when everyone was getting frozen eyeballs, it was harder. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I sorry, I just I had a little bit of a brain snap there as I imagined, you know, a hundred odd writers all all going, "Oh, really?" and raising an eyebrow at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think I think it's like I think I think the well, my favorite classics writers would all be like, "Yeah, fuck, I want it to be colder." God damn it, bring on the rain. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so unseasonable spring weather, good for the spectators, bad for us. Um, oh, beans is so glorious, and it's been one. You know, it's been one. It's generally kind of run from a small group down. Do you know what I mean? From yeah. everything from a small group to a solo rider to solo breakaway, but well, it's always it, exciting. It, it's one of those ones that you know we talk about this a fair bit because it it fits the style of women's racing, but in particular, this course also fits the the. It's very attritional. It's very mm. very attritional because. You know, you've got this big looping sort of circuit. There's a really tough climb um, that everyone uses as the the key point to attack, and and so it's and then other places around the round round that circuit that people use to attack too, yeah, which yeah. is other interesting as well. You know, like like so let's... It, 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 yeah, oh yeah. Sorry, I wasn't meaning to apply. There was only one interesting point on the course, but 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 more that you know, there's this big key anchor point that even though you know it's coming up. Um, even though you know all the spots, it's it's still just brutal. It's just yeah. punishing attack after attack after attack, and you know you you get worn down, and and you get these these groups forming because it's literally who can hold on in that moment and who can't, sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, and when you look at who won, like say you take the last I don't know ten year tenish years or so, you know, like Nicole Cook, Emma Pooley twice, Mariana Voss twice. Uh, maybe three times, Anissa Longo-Borghini, mm. Emma Johansson, Lizzie Armitstead. Well, out of those, obviously, Cook, Voss and Armitstead are road world champs. Yep. Pooley's an ITT world champ. And Longo-Borghini and, and and especially Emma Johansson have been on the world champs podium. Yeah. But not yeah. had the gold medal. And you're like, so this is a serious race. It, it's not like a race that you can win by axe. There are some races where, you know, where, where, where you can kind of win it without being the best rider in the yeah, peloton. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, and, and not to take anything away from them. I love them for different reasons. But, you know, like, for example, the chaos of a bunch sprint lends itself in some ways to opportunities for a rider who you might not normally look to um, yeah 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 you know and and stuff like that but this isn't that kind of race this is a race that just pushes for you know like you say those elite groups to form and and you know riders with with really serious um you know palmares behind them to to be um in it you know yeah now I did some. I've been doing. Home, <laughs> I've been doing um, my own uh, English language commentary. commentary yes. For, for, and I've been doing it for the videos because we haven't had English language. You know, in the past we'd get these amazing twenty-six minute videos and very and you know seven minute videos from the UCI in English about what happened in the race. So I've been doing my own. So if you want to head that, it's all on our. There's a post full of videos on our site, prowomenscycling.com, where you can. You know where you can go to that and 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 click the, the the link to the videos in the in the in the 
description. It was a weird race to watch, though, because this year the um, they they've always been very good at doing an excellent ticker, having an excellent ticker, and having excellent excellent social media. They've been they're a really good yeah. one, and it's really interesting because because like Ronda Van Drenta, they're run by volunteer committee. So when right, when it comes right. to get Kent Weather again. Um, I'm so sorry for mangling this name. I'm going to do it all the way through. Um, when it comes to Kent, they, they're they run by Flanders Classics, which is one of the right, professional right. race running organisations. You know, there's no there's no amateurness about Flanders Classics. But Binder is like, is very much, it's very much a, you know, a volunteer, a volunteer run race. And it's, it's like, it, it so they had this bizarre live stream. They, they announced this as a live stream and it's like, I, I didn't believe it was a live stream all the way through, you know, all the way through. I say, people go, it's live, it's live. No, 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 that's going to be a ticker. Maybe with some fixed cameras, but it's not. And then right at the end, right like the day before the race, the race was like, it's a live stream. I'm like, it can't be, but the race has said it is. And then Felix Mattis went back to them going, do you mean a live stream or do you mean fixed cameras on the point? Because I'm like, you wouldn't call it a live stream if it wasn't a live stream. <laughs> yes, of course you would. So, <laughs> so they had this bizarre stream that was like mixer. So they had, you know, studio. T- and it was awesome. I mean, the thing is, is there's lots of people who are being quite grumpy about it. And what they were really being grumpy about was about the UCI's uh bigging up of the of the world tour which you know we've talked about before we'll yeah. talk about it again you know that 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 the uci has kind of promoted this as something that's going to be new and exciting and more races to watch than ever and, and there's lots of people who are rightfully very angry about this but it's like at the same time races are you know races are stepping up so i mean it was hard to follow because you're looking at us they, they're kind of flashing lots of clips of racing and they were flashing like like the juniors races, like bits that had happened early on in the race, and then they were flashing to the finish line every time the you know the everyone went past, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was kind of quite hard to like, hang on a minute, where are we? What's going on? And so you're looking at your Twitter, your live, you know, your Twitter yeah. list. Going, well, actually, well, there's a there's a group of eight here, and and there's a rider in that. No, that must be early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's it, it's one of those ones that is. You know, particularly difficult when, as you say, like you're dealing with limited resources and a volunteer-run organisation to to try and pull this all together. All of that said, I will just note for everyone who um, may be new to the podcast that you know, picture in picture is a technology that's existed for a long time now, and um, it can be really, really helpful if you're going to show things from other races or the past. <laughs> to just put them in a separate window with a little a little super that just says earlier today or something yeah. like that. But, but it's it's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, it is fascinating how they did it because it was quite you know the the British line camera. I mean, yes, I think Josh said that. Yeah, it would be it would be handy if they moved one of the flapping banners out. Of the way. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but great you know, this value is like... for the sponsor though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But this is like it's it's great to see it, and and you know when we come to Hent on Sunday, we're not going to see that. So it's kind of like, well, you know, what's uh, again? Are we glass half empty? Are we glass half full? So it was interesting. So you had the race. Um, there was attacks right from the start, which is awesome. Then Ashley Moorman attacks on the long line, lap, lap over the Colorado climb. And then after that, her team, her Cervelo big mate, bigler teammate Carmen Small and Anne Sophie Doik from Lotto attacked, and they kind of went through the second half of the long loop and then the, into the first of four laps together. Awesome. 
and they kind of it's one of those things where you kind of like oh there were some awful crashes poor Trixie Warwick is in hospital I think oh, still yeah, yeah and and it's a quite scary you know it's quite a scary race from that point of view and you know it's it's oh I don't like it but you know um and then they ended up in lap three with an attack from Lizzie Armitstead and Megan Guarnier, I think, of Bowles Dolman's set off. And you ended up with a group of eight. And it's Lizzie and Megan from Bowles Dolman's. Yep. Anna van der Breggen and Kasia Newadoma from Rabo Live. Right. Anna Mick van Vleuten from Orica. Emma Johansson from Wiggle High Five. Alina Anulusic from Kenyon Schram. And um, Yolanda Neff from Futon Soveto. Soveto Futon. And you're sitting yeah. going, oh, that's interesting. Because obviously Lizzie won last year. Mm. And and has been on a tear this year. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. I mean, bowls. Yeah. Bowls. Uh, Van der Breggen and Van Vleuten. Oh, Emma Johansson won before. Yep. Van der Breggen, Van Vleuten and Annie Lusick have all been on the podium before. So you're like, wow, that's really only Kasia, Megan and Yolanda who are the kind of... Yeah. Like, like, like not not super experienced in this race and, and Yolanda Neff has attacked last year and did really well last year and, and Meg did really well last year so it's kind of like oh that's a group and um, congratulations to Wiggle High Five who didn't who, 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 who uh, didn't <laughs> miss the, the break. break yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. good, good, good going uh. <laughs> and um, yeah I'd wondered about bowls because obviously they've been having Super Saturday yeah yeah, yeah. they won so Lizzie won Omelette Pet Noiseblatt and then Lizzie won, uh, and that was the same day as Megan, as, as, as Evelyn Stevens beat uh, the record. hour record. Yeah, yeah. And then Lizzie won Strade Bianchi, and that was um, that was awesome. Was that the same day that the Track World Championships was on, and and, and Kasia Pawlowska won the scratch race? Oh, I think it and, was. Yeah. I mean, obviously Chantal Black had won the Samin, which wasn't on a Saturday, but then, then you know, then then last Saturday, uh, Chantal Black won. Uh, blah, 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 did Chantal Black win the yeah, Ronda yeah. Van Drenthe? Yeah, round the, won the Ronda Van Drenthe, Ronda Van Drenthe round of the Women's World Tour. So you're like, oh, will Sunday change their luck? <laughs> <laughs> and it looked like they might do because at one point, because they they kind of this group went into the final lap together, and Yolanda Neff attacked on the first um, on so, yeah, I think on the small climb on the lap. Yeah. And Lizzie Armit said was actually dropped on the Areno climb. Which, you know, um, shit. So, yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Amazing. And then pulled back and <laughs> pulled back, got back to the group, attacked out of the group. Yolanda Neff and Lizzie descending into Chitilio together, working really well together. I, yeah. The, you know, the group behind them chasing like absolute lunatics. And you're sitting there going, watching the highlights going, wow, they really got close. We're yeah. going to catch yeah. them. Like, and then you have that amazing thing on the final end of the, uh, you know, when they come into the final uphill sprint, where you've got like Lizzie attacking off with Yolanda second and the group piling behind her and just catching Yolanda on the line. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, it, it was like it, it, one of those ones where like if you were if you were writing the, the Hollywood movie, you know, you'd kind of script it pretty much exactly like that because the tension is just insane. Uh, yeah. Well, you'd kind of script it with Yolanda winning because definitely out of that group, Yolanda was the dark horse. Yeah, and yeah. Yolanda Neff 
is not a primary primarily a road rider she's primarily a mountain bikeist ist but she's planning to she wants to ride both mountain bike and the road at rio well yeah but see nobody's ever done that and done oh wait hang on yeah no everyone does that okay cool Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a it was a great little um you know series of events in terms of how the race unfolded though wasn't it like i mean the thing i found really interesting was that technically um apparently bowls were meant to be working for megan on on the day and lizzie thought she was going to put in an attack you know as you say after she got dropped um she got back and she put in an attack to sort of just try and shake things up and set it up for megan but they got a little bit too far away <laughs> I mean, so Lizzie came first, Megan second, Yolanda left third, and kind of with a four second being a thing after Lizzie. Yeah. Uh, Emma Johansson fourth, Alina Amulu sixth, fifth, uh, Anna van der Breggen sixth, Kasia Udoma coming in seventh, uh, 11 seconds, and Kasia had obviously been chase, you know, been, been hitting the front of the chase hard. Uh, van Blurten had been dropped from the chase group um, half, you know, halfway around that lap. Um, and then Lauren Kitchen from High Tech bringing yeah. in the bunch at one minute six afterwards with Bronzini on her wheel for 10th. That was, wow, Lauren, that's an amazing, yeah. that's yeah, an amazing yeah. sprint. And it's quite a big group. That group was like, like you know, 40 odd riders, I think. Mm. So, and I think one of the things that Lizzie said was she heard that the, there was this big group. And this is the thing is this big, you normally wouldn't have that bigger group at Binder, but because it's so sunny and not rainy, yeah, the sprinters yeah. could keep up. Yeah, um, and actually, I think that was one of um, that was one of Lizzie's quotes was that she was very aware that the group wasn't that the the you know the main bunch wasn't that far back, and I think she actually name checked Bronzini. Um, yeah, you know who she said she's been really strong and obviously in her uh, you know the Italian World Tour race um is someone that you're gonna definitely keep an eye on so she's like yeah just not no they're not coming back <laughs> yeah i mean fascinating lizzie i i i when, when she won strade i thought well she'll have to take a step back if she wants to win flanders do you know what i mean you can't yeah. keep going this level but maybe she can maybe maybe she can maybe you know i mean i guess also that's that's the other side of it too isn't it because we don't really know what sort of programs people are on in this, the the Olympic year. Um, you know, whether she's going for a big early peak and then, you know, maybe a couple of smaller ones in the yeah, middle of and the then, And then nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So basically peaking for, peaking at Flanders and then just. Yeah, yeah. And then trailing off for a while and then, you know, just hitting one or two target races and, and just really yeah. going. Because, I mean, one thing we do know for certain I mean, she's made absolutely no secret of it. Lizzie intends to be Olympic champion. That is her goal for the year. That is... she, does, she wants Olympic champion and then Flanders. Yeah, yeah. But literally in that order, like if she had to sacrifice Flanders for Olympic champion, that is what she would do. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's yeah. Uh, and I... bowls. Bowls are extraordinary at the moment. They're Aren't extraordinary they? as a team. And they're extraordinary as a... As a, a, a they're just... So interesting. Yeah. And, and really good news for women's cycling. Both Bowles and Dolman, Bowles, the company, and Dolman's Landscaping have both said that they're committed to keeping their sponsorship till the end of 2018. Which so, you know, that's amazing. Excellent. excellent. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, so it was um, a great, great race and good highlights 
too. I mean, yeah, I I I take everyone's point about the coverage, but you know, I'm I'm very much in the in the realm of you deal with the coverage you get, you know. Uh, yeah, well, yes and no because I mean, I love Rai coverage, but they had that thing where they were going to put the coverage on at five, and then because the podium ceremony hadn't finished, the coverage kind of comes on at ten past five, and it's and it's only twenty minutes rather than half an hour. And it's that thing where they've got it out so quickly that they haven't, you know, once again, they haven't caught the winning move going, you know, the, the, the key move going. And, you know, it, is, it isn't necessarily the easiest thing to follow if you don't, yeah. speak, you don't speak Italian. And I, I, and I feel really challenged. I mean, it's just lucky that in... you, you do both, follow the sport and speak Italian fluently. So. <laughs> I wish. I, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a complicated year. And once again, you know, obviously we're still watching the highlights on um, Robin Hooded uh, streams that that nice people have put up on yeah, you know, yeah. On, on on their YouTube. You know, with with you know slightly with slightly grainy and with the Rye logo in the corner. You know, this isn't these aren't things streams that that you can. I mean, it's lucky well, that Bowles, that's Bowles that's the one that stand. that's the one that quite pisses me off in terms of the the UCI. Like, how fucking hard is it to write into your agreements that? Um, that you know, within seven days of the race, you know, broadcaster putting the the highlights wherever they want or something, you know, or within two days, whatever, whatever you want to make it, they have to provide a broadcast quality copy to the UCI to put on the UCI's. Well, this is YouTube. The thing is, is, some shit. The, the, the thing is, is that the it was written into the deal that when you signed up to the world tour that you'd, that you provide the UCI with an hour of, of footage that they would put together and mm. you know, that they, that they, they'd uh, put together and, and synchronize and add commentary and add things to it. And they're obviously not doing that. Yeah. And they have, they have to be fair after they've, they've obviously been hammered by criticism and rightly so about the world tour, but they have actually did they actually have an English language video i think the video is done by felix mattis oh really okay i suspect that the uci video the two and a half minute clip is yep. felix's work right right it just it just looks like felix i know he yeah. was out there i think he was out there and i haven't seen anything on yeah. his youtube so that's my that's my bet okay well um, you know, that's good but i mean my point more being that like the longer the the longer broadcast footage should also just like like honestly the UCI should take that in hand and just be like okay so you're the broadcaster you've paid broadcasting rights or or whatever the deal is you've struck with the race organisers um you know so you want to release it in your territory first that's fine but within forty eight hours we are going to put you know an hour worth of footage on the internet in a legitimate channel for everyone to see. Or something like yeah, that. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Or, or even just take off your take off your geo restrictions. You know, just yeah, exactly. Like like any any one of these solutions. Like they're very easy, and it really is honestly just you know a clause in a contract, um, and then enforcing it. Just make people yeah. do this stuff. It's not that hard. But should we go to the good news? Because um, I I really 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 liked by the way um, another rider who couldn't race in, and who's quite local is Valley Valley Scandalara. Yeah, who's been well. And she, which is gutting for her because her aim is was to do really really well in the in the early season races and get picked yeah. for Rio. And know, then your, and then win the Olympics, yes. And then win the Olympics, yeah. Uh, race for Elisa to win, win, win the Olympics, and it's 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 quite com. It's, it's but but what I really liked was Wiggle High Five got Valet to front their video. 
well <laughs> around the race. And so Valet's got a very specific style. She made some amazing videos last year, you know, with lots of like just just backstage, backstage yeah. things. Got a very very unique voice, you know, a unique unique style. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, I really loved, and I really loved that. I really loved that thing of like Wiggle going, you know, what we can we can work with another rider, you know, we yeah. can promote. Well, like they're not. They're, it's the opposite of being, you know. It, it's that thing about let's increase the size of the pie, and then the, you know. The yeah, next. yeah, exactly. And it's that tactic of you know, the more facets of our team people get to see and and relate to, the more something will stick. You know, something will resonate. Yeah. Something will. Or, yeah, or or you know, or Valet. You know, Valet's not on their team, but but Valet's got a lot of followers and a lot yeah, of yeah. fans. So it's it's win win, isn't it? It's like. You can't lose in that scenario, and I, I just, I really liked it. Exactly, exactly, and it is, you know, I, I just, I really feel like um, this is a year that Wiggle are just really, I mean, they've pumped out a lot of video the whole time they've existed, but this is to me this year they're really, it's not just that they're trying different stuff; it's that for me it's working. Like, I think it's having a different tactical approach to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like like Rochelle is very, 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 very politically skillful, very tactically skillful. Yeah. She's you know, she she's she's very bright. She's you know, they've they've done the kind of ordinary for what well, not ordinary, because no one else is doing the same sort of thing, but they've they've kind of done the same kind of, you know, videos and, and it could yeah. have just been like like let's do some team background, let's do some team of this. And this year they're just they're just pushing. They're pushing the envelope, and I really, I really love that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, like I say, I just think a lot of it is really working, and I'm liking the experimentation with it and stuff like that. So, hey, yeah. speaking of speaking of things I like, um, did you see that that someone someone um, who hasn't thrown their hands in the air <laughs> in victory in quite a while did that just recently? <laughs> Adorable, yeah. There was a, um, there was a. Normally, we don't talk about national, na- national level um, commesses, but um, there are some national commess, the Ronde van Oude Vossemeer, um, a sixty-kilometer race. <laughs> some some commesses, <laughs> some commesses become international by by virtue yeah. of, of who goes. I mean, they, they, had, they had they had some, you know, they had people like Vera Kuruda and Jean Coravar, but yeah, tell it. There was an adorable, um, yeah, yeah. adorable winning picture. Look, look, just for anyone who who wondered, I'll just um, I'll just clear it up straight away. It's not Ellen Van Dyke. I mean, she broke her ribs. Like you don't put your hands in the air for ages after you've done that. Like you... oh, Ellen came second though. Yeah, yeah, which is the other part of what makes this picture so so cool. So yeah, Mariana um, won, which um, you know, as everyone knows, she's she had a long stint away from racing altogether and she's just coming back to racing now and um and so she tweeted this this sweet little picture you know long time since i could throw my arms in the air um and then you know um ellen came in for second and um you know it's just kind of nice to see the two of them back ish yeah, and and she said you, you you said that what you really liked about it was that she said that she was out there with the strongest rider. Yeah, you know, and that's well, and, 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 and strongest rider in the world, like you know, yeah. And Ellen and Mariana are the same year of you know the same. They came up; they're the same age, you know, almost exactly. And they came up through, so they came up through Dutch cycling together since they were kids. And you know, it must be quite hard for Ellen because in any other year, 
Ellen Van Dyke would be the strongest, you know, the strongest yeah. rider of her year group. But, you know, obviously she's always had Mariana there. Yeah. And and they've, you know, they raced they raced on the track, they've raced on the road, you know, and, and so there was something pretty <laughs> lovely about them doing it together, you know, like yeah, against yeah. rivalry but together, you know, like uh, so Marianne yeah, it, it's a rumor that that's uh, that I'm starting just now that that's actually why Mariana got into cyclocross in the first. Um, she just wanted a discipline that Ellen wasn't already in. So <laughs> you see, no, you see, Mariana Mariana also used to ride mountain bike when she was a youngster, and she was always gutted to give up mountain bike. So yeah, so that was a lovely one. Um, other races we had the Dwarves Door of Vlaanderen, which again is a national level race, and we normally wouldn't talk about it, but it's it was um, very poignant because obviously we had the terrorist attacks in yeah. Brussels, so they weren't sure whether whether dwarves would go ahead. Mm. So, yeah, and obviously our thoughts with um, all the cycling community and all the you know our, our Belgian friends and yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, a... it's it's horrible when stuff like that happens anywhere in the world. I mean, I think it, I think it feels a little more real in some ways like as as someone who is on the other side of the world just because this is part of the world that i feel a real affinity for through cycling and so yeah it's just mm, i mean yeah. what more do you say really yeah so they started was door with a minute's silence you know remembering the victims of those of the bombing and yeah mm. and um, it was won by amy it ended up with at one point with a with a group which had um like something like four wiggle high fives and uh and and flirty mckay from live planter and and some other other writers like that and it was like yeah this one wiggle really have to win this one <laughs> i mean we joke we mean about wiggle because they did have that um spectacular um uh, well, it wasn't just. It's unfair on Wiggle High Five because they had that spectacular day at Drenta where they had, you know, four of their riders miss yeah. the break and couldn't catch the break, and you know, yeah. kind of chaos. So yeah, but they well, kind and, of... and to their credit, that's also the kind of thing that you would you would not hear about from a lot of teams, you know, except maybe a throwaway tweet, you know, and and luck wasn't with us or whatever, you know. But like we were talking about before, part of their changed video tactics, we all are being very open about stuff like that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, they won this one. So they did win this one with Amy Peters winning the bunch sprint ahead of Yoni Dora, also from Wiggle. Mm. Yoni absolutely gleeful you could hear it in her tweets like just <laughs> my road legs back and she's especially happy because she's a flandrian so you know yeah, we've got hent yeah. again on sunday and then the week after we've got ronda van vlander and so yeah there was just this relish in yoline's voice uh, it, voice in her twitter that just came through her typing <laughs> <laughs> um, with eileen rowe from lara's wow deals in third place and flirty mckay in fourth so you know um yeah kind of yeah, mm. it's it's a shame Dwarves isn't. Dwarves used to be on the UCI calendar, and it's a shame it's not because it's you know it's a nice little race, but it is only a hundred hundred kilometers. It's not one hundred one kilometers. It's it's you know yeah. it's not like yeah. this isn't this isn't Wiggles. Um, this isn't Wiggles. Uh, you know, complete. Ah, oh, we're back. We're back. Yeah, yes, you yeah. know, they 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 want they'll want to kind of nail on a you know a kind of. Yeah, they'll want, to, they'll want to tack on, you know, Hent Webblegum or, or, you know, um, Flanders or something. <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting shivers thinking about Flanders? Because I, I am. 
I mean, this is this is the this is the trauma of being a cycling fan. Is like you're excited about what's coming up this week, but there's also always this part of you that's like, there's always a really really favorite race not too far away, and and, yeah. and so it's not just that. Like you know, the other thing is that that we've got our first indication of of where the Giro's going this year, and so oh. my brain is like cobbles cobbles, but then also it's like and surprise Italian mountains and yeah yeah I'm just I'm just happy about I mean Flanders is it I can't emphasize this enough but the last 50 kilometers of Flanders being streamed and you know there's going to be some English commentary and it's going to be like it's game changing it's really game changing I mean we heard this week for example that the Tour de Yorkshire announced that they're going to have full race coverage um, on TV and they've got they're going to have a 50 grand prize pot and that's in pounds too we're not even talking Australian in in British pounds sterling which is like 7 million US dollars so (laughs) so you know and, and that's the biggest that's the biggest prize pot of women's cycling yet but you know the Tour de Yorkshire because it came onto the UCI calendar very late like very late. Mm. I think, I mean, I, I suspect, I, I think what happened was that British cycling didn't want it to be UCI level, level <laughs> and they've been fighting about it. It's basically the, the, the and I'm, I could be, I'm just taking that based on like, you know, tiny little bits of snippets. Yeah, little bits of information gleaned and the fact that British cycling tend to do stupid shit a lot. So, <laughs> but 50 know. grand, I mean, and it's, but it's so interesting because the thing is, 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 is because it was come so late onto the calendar the teams are very small, yeah. like relative to relative to what we. To, 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 I mean, it's it's generally so, quite small teams. So what teams. you're saying is that like you get way better odds than like Lotto or whatever. Like if you're a, if you're a cyclist in a small team who can get to Yorkshire, get to Yorkshire. Because... Well, sort of. The only thing is, is that obviously he said that he said that Lizzie Armistead is going to be riding for a British national team. Sure, but it's 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 the it's a prize pool. So yeah, okay, she's going to get yeah. two million. Yeah. US so the team. So so the basically the pro teams that are racing in it are Wiggle High Five, uh, Silence, High Tech, Live Planter, Ale Cipollini. And those are the those are the only those are the only pro team, those are the only pro teams. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got like then you've got like some British national squads like Drops and I mean I, I know Podium Ambition and Drops have UCI you know yeah yeah but, but, but they are they're, they're basically British yeah. levels yeah. So you're looking at it and you're going huh like this is going to be really interesting because I can imagine that Wiggle High Five might send out like a quite a quite yeah. field quite a strong squad for that now it's pretty much going to be a bit like a national championships race where Lizzie will probably be maybe maybe with Nikki Harris but Nick, Lizzie will probably be riding to all intents and purposes solo mm. against like against like a super squad of and this is at the end of April so I don't know if Kirsten Veal will be off off right. the road track but you know maybe lauren kitchen for high tech it's gonna be yeah yeah it's like wow it's like it's great it's fantastic it's fantastic well, that there's a huge pipe price pot. Oh, it's fantastic absolutely. On TV. absolutely but it's not necessarily the best it's not necessarily the race that you choose <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's actually a really good summation because yeah it's not it's not necessarily the race you choose but i'm i'm sure as hell not going to complain because like you no, say it's it's gonna it's gonna be um visible it's a great prize and honestly on both those points um the the bit that i think i'm most excited about is it proves that it's fucking doable you know yeah. and and this is kind of uh 
I mean, not a slap in the face, but but it is a bit of a, a, a you know throwdown, a bit of a challenge to other race organisers. Well, you yeah, know. and it's it's interesting because the Tour de Yorkshire last year was well. I mean, I, I think I think you know Lizzie Armstrong was talking saying it's a token race. It was like basically, I think the org- the poor organisers only had six weeks to get it together. And right. it, was, it was like under 17. It was under as Lizzie's people asked her why she wasn't racing it. She's like, it's under 70 kilometers. I'm not a junior. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. But this year, it's the same roads, the same. same I mean, it's a little bit like the Nations Cup. Do you know what I mean? It's the same roads and the same, uh, same course as yeah. the men's as the men's tour de yorkshire stage happens that day it's going to be stunning i mean otley is beautiful and it's it's such a gorgeous part of the world and it's going to be live on tv but it's not like necessarily the best the best team and it, you know the prize pot is amazing but it's not yeah. necessarily the best teams in the world there yeah and that's because it came on so late that you're not going to get like you know you're not going to be able to get like a ton of teams like rabobank and yeah, exactly. And, and you know, and they've literally only announced the prize pot this week, and the races at the you know, in, in, and the races in a month's time. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like next year. This could be an amazing, an amazing race. This, yes. but, so I guess I'm a little bit like I was with the Nations Cup about this. That it's it's so much better than it was last year. It's fantastic that it's happening, but you know, watch out next year because that's when it will be huge. Exactly, exactly. You know, and calendars and budgets for teams and, and stuff being what they are. Yeah, you you a hundred percent right. Like it's not gonna necessarily get everyone, but it is gonna be a great step forward. And look, all I hope, honestly, all I hope is that it um kicks off a, a bit of a bidding war for races with no our price pot's bigger, no our price pot's bigger, our price you know, like. <laughs> Well, about how extraordinary this was because like literally so that we're on the third year we've had two runs of the aviva women's tour the french, yep. french life women's tour but before that happened like like so literally three years ago there were no or four years ago i guess there were no no uci races in britain and there hadn't yeah. been for years there hadn't been for years and years and 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 like basically if you wanted to see the best riders in the world you had to go abroad and if you were a british rider and you wanted to race against the best riders in the world you had to go abroad yeah and then this year we've got the tour de yorkshire stepping up we've got, obviously got the aviva women's tour which is wonderful yeah. the um the prudential ride london is going to be more than a crit so that it can be in the world tour all three of these are going to be televised the tour de yorkshire and the aviva women's tour have got really proper prize money but they're also, more importantly, like, you know, proper courses. Mm, mm. And there's a great Lizzie Armitstead quote in uh, The Telegraph where she's talking about, you know, I don't really get the thing about prize money because to me, I the prize money is not important. To me, what's important is being able to um, is being able to race. And she's like, I'd much rather have a good race than than a good prize. But now, of course, Lizzie's one of the people who's going to be paid quite a lot of money. So, yeah, you know, exactly. She can afford to say that. She can afford to say that. And, you know, and, and if Lizzie wins, for example, a 30 grand first prize and that split between her six, you know, between her teammates and her, you know, that that that, yeah. that is a bit more than just like your average, you know, couple of grand at the end of the year. But uh, yeah, it, it's I, I find it I find it extraordinary that that Britain is suddenly like we always had. Like if you think about the days of Nicole Cook. Um, and Emma Pooley and then Lizzie coming through you know we've always had really really excellent riders but now we've got really really excellent racers Mm, mm, absolutely and 
Um, you know, it, it, I think, as you say, the the bit that I find most amazing is how quickly it sort of just sprung up. And, you know, and uh, sorry, that's not to take away. I'm sure there's been heaps of work over all of that time in, mm. behind the scenes, you know, but it, it's super interesting to me. I and And it's also one that kind of, to me, parallels quite neatly the sort of growth that we've seen in a lot of the American racing over the last couple of years as well. And I'm curious to see, you know, like obviously not at exactly the same level, but I'm curious to see how these two sort of strands of, of um, yeah. particularly the international, like, like, you know, the, the properly international outside of continental Europe, international aspects of women's cycling grow. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I was thinking about this could be Australia. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like we could be, we could be in a, you know, you, this is the first year that they've had UCI races in Aussie for, for since they had the Melbourne um, yeah. World Cup. Yeah. Uh, God, in 2006 or five or something like that. But, or four, maybe. But, you know, maybe in two years' time. Who knows? Who knows? We'll be, we'll, be say, we'll, be, we'll be saying the same thing about the Aussie races, you know? Like, like this is the interesting thing is you don't have to have, like, I mean, it took a long time to get this. And, and obviously, Guy, Guy Elliott from Sweet Spot posts a photo for me every now and again. So I call this no one's interested in women's cycling because he was told and Sweet Spot were told that there was no point in trying to put on a women's race in Britain because, you know, no one was interested in women's cycling. There isn't an audience for it. So he's, Guy is very good at every now and again pulling out these photos, like huge crowds of yeah. screaming. Yeah, yeah. I call this no one's interested in women's cycling. <laughs> yeah, 40,000 40, people roadside in you know, uh, a village of 200 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. awesome. Um, speaking of international racing... Yes? I just want to shout out to Argentina's racing because that's been a really interesting one because they had... Obviously, they had the Tour Femenino de San Luis and a load of day races, this, which was streamed live, and they've got the Men's Tour de San Luis. But they've also got the BMX Supercross happening now in Santiago del Estero. Um, which is great. Uh, it's going to be live on Friday and Saturday. And nice. It's, and then, then it'll be, you can watch the coverage. The, they, there's, BMX has done so well because they generally have clips of, um, you know, the, the, the key races, you know, the final races, but also you can just pick up the race you want to see. And also, the, the you know, it's just bang, 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 race, 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 action, action, action. Um, and then... The Enduro World Series starts this weekend in Chile, and then it goes to Argentina on the 2nd and 3rd of April. Wow. So it's like Argentina's had an amazing road, BMX Supercross World Cup, and a round of the Enduro World Series. That's, 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 that's pretty damn good. That's, well, go you know, South America, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, and the Enduro World Series kicks off on Saturday in Chile, um, I think, oh God, it's just gorgeous. It's going to be, it looks amazing. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic racing. Um, but yeah, mountain bike, BMX. We've had the track. Yes, 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 indeed. Parasiting track worlds. Yes. And how was, how was that uh, wrapped up? You know what? It was lot. It was, they had an hour and a half on Rice Sport 2 okay. like every day. Yeah. And oh, wow. a couple of times it was live. Man, every day like for that length is amazing. That's great. yeah, four day, four four days of racing. Um, tons of really interesting, interesting action. Um, you know, like just it felt like it was a much more open. Yeah, like, obviously paracycling because we're coming up to the Paralympics. It's it's huge. It's it's you know it's a big it's a big deal. 
you know, with people ride, racing, you know, for their for their qualification for Paralympics, for their team spots in Paralympics, and just you know, just just seeing how they're doing, you know. And um, yeah, there was, for example, Kadina Cox, who's a British uh, British track rider, who she wants to race both. She wants to race both on athletics, and in um and in and in and in cycling. Wow. And she uh, she had a really traumatic run in because I think she started. She wanted. She thought you know she wanted to be C two category C two. So paracycling para, para C one is the category where your disability most affects your riding. Yeah. Yep. And C five is the category where your disability, you know, relatively speaking, least affects your riding. Yeah. So, yep. so she wanted to be C two, but she was put up to C four. And so she's very, 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 very stressed. But then she came away with, I think it was two gold in the end. Oh, wow. Okay. So in the C4. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, Megan Giglia, another Briton, Brit, uh, won double gold in the C3, 500 meters in IP. Yep. Uh, uh, lots of Chinese stars. Um, I always feel like it's interesting because they had only, you know, only one, per, only one woman rise in the C1 category. Um, and that was uh, uh, Li Jili who won both of them. But it's always great that they get to race. But yeah. the Chinese, um, so uh, Sini Zhang beat Elida Norbury's in the C two individual pursuit, and she won the scratch C one to three. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, 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 Zhu Jufang beat Sarah Story for the C five five hundred meters ITT. Wow. So they were great. They were on fire. Um, Sarah Story, Dame Sarah Story, she did win her C5 IP, which individual pursuit, which yep. she said was, she's now unbeaten. She's still unbeaten in that. That's her seventh gold so there. That's, that's her signature her, event, isn't it? So I think it might have been her 21st, like, pa- Paralympic medal, medal or something. Wow. Like, uh, sorry, paracycling medal. Yeah, yeah. Um, crazy. Um, I really loved watching the Colombian social media because they were absolutely all behind their team in like a thousand percent. And um, Daniela Carolina Munavar, she came second in the scratch race and she came third in the in in the C two individual pursuit. And yeah, and apparently she's the first Colombian woman to win a medal in the paracycling track world champs. And it was just love, you know, like when you're when you kind of become, you can kind of see a little different. We talked about this when uh, Mayuka Hagiwara won the Shiro yes. stage. Yeah, yeah, and you just start to see the the change in um, uh, belief, you know, and and well, how it's, that, it's more yeah. about it's more about just being put into the different culture, you know. Like so, when I was tweeting about uh, you know Mayuko winning, yeah, then suddenly you're you, you're suddenly intersecting with the Japanese Twitter cycling fans, and you know, so it was nice, like you know seeing the colombian i mean the colombian cycling fans are great anyway and especially hello natalia if you're listening um, <laughs> but like they're, they're really great they're really behind it and so it was lovely seeing them watching uh Munavar, like yeah. just just the celebrations for her it was you know it was yeah. just lovely awesome. um more dutch glory alida neubruce did win her c2 500 meters and in the tandem um, Anna Halkowska from Poland won the C5 four to five scratch, and it was actually a little bit um, there's it was a little bit controversial because she'd got her lap so fast that that not only did the um, did the uh, did the the commissaires not see it, but Barney Story, who, Sarah Story's husband, was like, but but Sarah won because <laughs> Sarah got <laughs> that later. And it's like no no, it was uh, it was Halkowska. Oh, so, wow. 
<laughs> and I was like that. That's always cool. Like, like there was so there was people tweeting from the stands, kind of saying, but but Hukowska, she's got a she's the front of the race. I saw it. I saw it. It happened. <laughs> I, and, I swear it happened. Oh my god. There is there was a downside. Like it was fantastic that there was Rai coverage. Yep. Which is great. However, it's a bit distressing because I can't even find it from YouTube. You know, <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Um but Sideways, it was a little it with one hand, it takes away with the other. Well, the thing that was really crappy was that like there was not that much official confirmation of like what was going on so yeah. like of course just cycling would tweet about the british riders and cycling australian would tweet about the cycling riders and the colombians would tweet about the colombians but there was like at one point there was like some days where i was the only person tweeting up the results like his from the result sheets and it's like oh you know yeah, yeah. Like, and the, or, or the results were only being tweeted out because some of the riders were sitting in the stands yeah so you know big shout out to um Oh, to, to Jody Cundy, who's um, British, you know, British rider, and Mick Curran, who's an Australian rider, and Colin Lynch, who's an Irish rider, who were all like, you know, when they weren't racing, they were there. Yeah, like, in the, yeah. But it didn't feel right. It doesn't feel right that you know that. And Barney Story was tweeting on one yeah, day, you know, yeah. it's like, and and then the Parity cycling team that's uh, that's uh, you know, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, you know, uh, I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? You know, the the frustrations now are things we get to celebrate in a year or two as they get significantly better with, you know, the simple addition of someone well, who just tweets race information as just, it comes it, out. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating. It's like, I mean, it was great that it was live. But, you know, again, you're like, so I was like, you know, talking to one of the riders granddads in, ah. in Perth or somewhere, like, you know, kind of like, telling them how to find the ropey stream you know (laughs) and it's like and it's it's and it's really nice it's a nice thing to do you feel like you're part of a community you feel like you're helping someone out but on the other hand you're like i I wish i wish all i can say in response to that is what the fuck do you need me to do tech support for or if you're giving advice to grandfathers on the other side of the world via twitter like you don't need any help (laughs) Oh, I, that's a really good segue. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to mention the tandems because the tandem, the kilo was won by Larissa Klaassen and Hayley Dolman from the Netherlands. With They had some lovely pictures of them um, celebrating each other. The IP tandem was won by Emma Foy and Laura Thompson. And the, uh, the, 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 the sprint was won by Jess Gallagher and Madison Jansen of, uh, of Australia. And um, Jess Gallagher is also a winter winter Paralympian. She skis. Mm, yeah, yeah. And just the other, and the other, the other, and they, I think this was their first track worlds. It might even have been their first international track meet because there aren't that many of them. And then um, shout out to Sean Morelli who won the C C four individual pursuit and got a new world record, her first track medal with Sue with Sue Powell nice. and Alex 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 Lisney in third. Alex Lisney, it did take me two days to realise that was Alex Green. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's well, clearly got married. Yeah, yeah. A random name change in there. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, so, yeah, sorry, we're segueing. I was going to segue into 10 years of Twitter. Oh, right. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's cool. Yay. 
No, I was. <laughs> so I was you did. By... You did a good interview with um with uh, Ella Cycling Tips, yeah, about um, yeah, they, how Twitter's changed. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, and how Twitter's changed uh, women's cycling. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I'm. If you want, I've all the links to this and lots more that we're not going to get around to are on our blog, prowomenscycling.com. There's things like Helen Wyman's mentoring project. Yeah, there's next. yes. There's M- Mika Kroger's unconventional training camp, which is basically cycling a thousand kilometers by herself across Germany. Awesome. <laughs> Um, there's there's all sorts of things. There's links to oh the Capsa Cape Epic, which was yes. won by Ariane Kleinhans and Annika Langbad. Um, even though Sabine Spitz and Jana Bellamoina, both amazing cross country mountain bikers, did win three stages, but Kleinhans and Langbad won their third one in a row. Yeah, tons of stuff. Yeah, well, and there's heaps of mountain bike stuff. There's um the Anamir's profile. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, all sorts of all sorts of things, and then also, of course, the wrap up of all the racing that's coming up in the near future. And there is so much of it; it's ridiculous. Obviously, we've got Hent Wevelgem uh, coming up this week, Flanders next week. Um, well, um, Pajot Hills Classics in between on the thirtieth of March. Yeah, Vuelta Femenil Internacional in Mexico, Mexico between second and third of April. Yeah, um, yeah, we've got the we've got. Enduro mountain mountain bike. We've got BMX. Yep. It's yep. just and then there's you know GP to dot news coming up and of course the Energy Wacht tour. Which okay, you're volunteering again this year, yay! Um, <laughs> and we get the the first of our US races shortly after that in um, Redlands. Yeah, yeah. Which will be live and. My God, how much racing there is live in April! There is so much women's racing to watch in April. There's, there's the there's the there's Redlands. There's obviously we've mentioned the Tour de Yorkshire. There's yeah, the, um, and Bira. There's there's just tons. So it's a really it's going to be a really exciting month. So yeah, we're, absolutely. We're and of course, there's um there's as we alluded to earlier, stage profiles and and course maps out for the Giro Rosa um for later in this year so you can pour over those sarah's already declared her favorite of course well i'm not sure i i think my favorite stage might be stage five which has the motorola yeah well i mean has an amazing twisty descent exactly based on based on the info that we've got it pretty much has to be the only caveat i can give to that is that traditionally stage six has always been my my stage because um so, you know, I, I hold out hope and belief, but it is almost impossible to go, you know, Motorola, Chima Copy, like, like, yeah. Um, but anyway, have a look and tell us why we're both wrong and it's actually going to be the prologue that's the best or <laughs> whatever it is that, that takes your fancy. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be doing um, live, well, I, I'm doing this thing this year if you haven't spotted it, where I'm doing live commentary for races that don't have live streaming. <laughs> <laughs> and some races that do. If it's got an English language stream with a great commentator, I'm not going to do like, I'm not going to do my own commentary for that because that feels churlish to, to try and to, you know, you should all be watching that. But yeah, I did it for um, Ronda Van Drenta and we did it last week for, uh, for, for Binder. And I'm going to do it with this week with Clara Beard on Sunday. Nice. Nice. On our on my on our mixler. And then once the clocks change, there'll be some Dan as well. There will stage. be. There will be. You know, when races stop finishing at three or three thirty in the morning. Um, you know, because uh, I mean, 
I fully embrace my insomniac lifestyle, but <laughs> even I have my limits. If you're not in Europe, remember the clocks change in Europe Sunday nights, so might be the wrong time of day for you. You might be unexpected, so just just keep an eye on the times, man. Yeah. We're, we're heading into uh, Central European summertime and also to British summertime, so that's where we are. Cool. Um, thank you very much for, for hanging out and listening, and um, we look forward to catching up with you next week um, to, to recap all the uh, the ever growing action that um, mm. continues to unfold. Um, I am probably going to go back to bed. <laughs> it's oh come on! It must be like what ten o'clock, eleven o'clock there now. Yeah, nearly, nearly. So I can get like a a good solid hour of sleep before the pub opens. <laughs> <laughs> This boy is coming to stay, and then, and, and he will be, he will be, he will be like you know, yeah. basically yes. It'll See, be, um, my worst fear is that Sarah will do one of the many things she's threatened to do. Her worst fear is that I actually drink as much as I say I do. <laughs> That's very true. We're slightly, I'm slightly worried that we might not still love each other. But, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm. Join us on Pro with Insightling.com. I'm at underscore pigeons underscore on Twitter. Dan is at Dan W Official, not Dan Worry. Big thanks to my Patreon supporters at Patreon.com/slash Cycling who fund me to do this kind of thing. And go and look at the massive amounts of links because oh my god, I've curated a good lot this week. I'm yeah. very proud of it. You should be. It's amazing. Thank you very much, everyone. Um, And yes, enjoy your Easter and we will talk to you again soon.